Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We are into season five, episode six of Breaking Bad. This is buyout. Interesting episode, this one. Um, looking forward to, to getting in and talking all about it. It was directed by Colin Buxey, written by Jennifer Hutchinson. Um, first arrived on screens on August the 19th. 2012 um 2.81 million viewers if anybody's interested in that but uh, yeah lots of lots of really interesting stuff to talk about this one um yeah especially the the kind of consequences of, of the last episode that we had last time around um and um yeah lots of lots of great stuff to talk about um my name's nick and uh, i'm in the podcast business and my name is ben and hell yeah i'm stoked for this lasagna <laughs> I was going to go with um, this is a very quotable episode, I must say. And um, I was going to go with uh, my name is Nick and Ted's a good looking man. But um, no, I, that I was just going to go, my name is Ricky Miller. I'm also a really good looking man. <laughs> Ra- actually, random question, and this ties in off topic, but on topic, and the fact that it was on topic for people listening to this about six months ago when they listened to this lost episode. Um, what's your preference, Nick? Lasagna or quiche? Um, well, I, I think probably. Lasagna, but um, okay. and now that I now that I don't eat meat, I'm not a massive fan of the vegetarian lasagna. So I'd probably go with a quiche these days, especially if it was a Australian quiche Lorraine. I'd Ooh. be really happy with that. Yes, please. Okay, another question. Uh, I got bagged out by a certain co-host in the show, Noah Groves, when I said I prefer pasta bake over lasagna, like a good chicken creamy pasta bake. I got told that that was the whitest thing I had ever said. Um, so am I wrong for liking a good creamy chicken pasta bake over a lasagna? Well, Noah doesn't know anything, so I'll just don't listen to Noah. <laughs> Best answer ever. Yes. Yes, bags me out for my well-done steak and my pasta bake. So, you know, just um, – I don't. I still, I still don't understand how, like, is eating lasagna not white? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, just, you know. I was just going to say different. it's not – it's not, it's not like it's not like Noah's opinions about what's racially right. I remember got us in trouble before. <laughs> yes, Noah. Bird. Science. There we go. Nick Chester wins the Oz Network. Perfect. Oh. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> There'll be like three people who get that now, but um, who yeah, cares? Yeah. The three people that matter get it. So that's all. That, that's all we're here for. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we should uh, probably talk about Breaking Bad at some point. Um, probably. Yeah. I mean, um, buyout. We kind of um, talked a little bit last episode that maybe this one feels a bit sporadic and and all over the place. Um, I actually really like this episode. I think. Um, you know. I, and I think maybe I'm thinking about it, you know, episode by episode as opposed to, uh, sorry, scene by scene as opposed to an overall kind of package as an episode. Um, but yeah, it's kind of really interesting that, um, you know, like you had kind of mentioned that maybe you, you don't absolutely love this episode. Um, and, and yeah, it's really interesting that the the author of my Breaking Bad 101 book, Alan Seppenwall, kind of talks about it being, um, feels a bit more muddled, I think he says, and it's um, some, some great moments, um, but, you know, all, Overall, it feels like it's maybe not particularly well structured. Um, yeah, and and a few things kind of stuffed into the same episode, which I think is quite interesting. I hadn't really thought about it when I watched it, but I can certainly kind of appreciate what he's saying there. I I would probably agree with that. I think that this isn't a terrible episode, but it's it's just something feels odd about it to me. And I think it's that's a good way of explaining it. It is a bit jumbled because there's some really good stuff in here. There's some really great scenes. There's a funny scene in it. Um, and it's probably the last time we're ever going to get Walt and Jesse really being nice to each other, sort of. Um, but it's just, 
there's just some stuff like the the Walt stuff to me kind of just goes so quickly. Like when he's out of nowhere being held hostage and tied up, and then like I don't know, like it just it just seems to go very quickly. I feel like you need to build this up over two episodes, really. Like it just something about it seems rushed in a weird way, even though it's kind of a slowish episode. So. Um, yeah, look, there's, there's definitely some good stuff in this episode that I enjoy. Um, but there's also just stuff that just, yeah, I think muddled, that's a perfect way of describing it. It does feel a little bit muddled. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like I say, I I really enjoyed this episode when I watched it. So, um, be interesting to see with kind of those thoughts in my mind, you know, what I think differently of it, but, um, we'll only get there by talking about it. So, so let's get into it and, and we kind of get this, this, um, opening sequence, which is basically, you know, the guys arriving back after having, you know, um, killed drew basically and um they're, you know stripping his bike apart and putting it into the bin to you know be melted down um and um then obviously you know we kind of once they've done that we kind of see them digging around to find find the kid himself and in, in the bin and you kind of see this really eerie image of like a hand sticking out of the dirt which is which is really horrible you know it's not an easy thing to kind of watch um and um you know what's quite notable about this the first time you watch it is that obviously it's it's um, missing a certain character that Jesse's not involved in this he doesn't want to be a part of this and and so while um, you know um, Walton Mike and and um, Todd are doing the all the job here um, you kind of we kind of cut to to Jesse who's kind of you know leaning up against the truck or whatever having a smoke and um, and eventually we kind of see Todd kind of comes over and and um, and, and kind of says, oh, you know, it was a, a shit happens moment. You know, it was we just we just had to get it done. And, and you know, Jesse just doesn't say anything, but just turns around and kind of just you know punches him in the face. You know, so it's a hmm. it's a pretty kind of pretty kind of brutal opening. But um, yeah, it, it, it you know being being pretty clear from the start on how Jesse's feeling about this, and this is it's obviously going to have quite a big impact on Jesse for the rest of the season, really, isn't it? Mm, it's I mean, it's oh, is it the most defining moment for him now from this point on? Because, I mean, I think kind of without this, everything that happens from now on is kind of because of this moment, right? Um, and particularly this relationship with Todd, uh, yeah. which is going to be very, very important. Um, so, and obviously El Camino, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to obviously see a large portion of that. So, yeah, it's, it, it is interesting. It's, you know, dumb Ben moment here is that when you just said, oh, and you notice that Jesse's not part of this. I'd never noticed that until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, he isn't, is he? Of course he's not. Um, so, yeah, I, the one thing I like about this opening, though, is I like just facial expressions on Walt and Mike. It's just kind of like it's kind of, you know, even it's, it's weird, particularly with Walt, you think about it, like he was willing to kill Brock. Uh, well, not kill him, but, like, I guess harm him. Um, and obviously there's a line with the kid, but he's kind of just almost got this guilt level on his face. But at the same time, as you're going to find out in this episode, kind of Walt just weirdly has to be okay with it. So, um I kind of feel like there's like a level of humanity in Walt there still to a point. You know, he says having just tried to harm a child last season. But, um, yeah. but I, I, And also a random shot I love is this just a, a shot of Mike with the, the gas mask just on his head. He just kind of looks weird. Like kind of <laughs> Jonathan Banks like looking like that. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, and I think the thing I'd probably note about that is that obviously those are the two guys who are parents, you know, and so – and, 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 grand, and grandparents, you know, so obviously they've both got a young person in their life who they could probably imagine, you know, in another world, this could be him. I mean, literally, you know, Drew was wrong place, wrong time, wasn't he? I mean, it wasn't anything that he particularly did. He just happened to be in the wrong place. And um, so, yeah, I think probably it hits home with those guys. And, and you can you kind of see and, you know, we'll definitely talk about it in some scenes coming up. But, you know, like it, it does have an impact on Walt, but Walt's able to kind of very very easily um i guess compartmentalize in his head you know it had to be done for the business so yeah. he's okay with it and and whereas jesse can't do that and and you know that obviously talks to the different levels of humanity between these two characters at this point and that, and this is the thing that i love about jesse and like i know this whole story is walt you know from uh Mr. Rogers or, or whatever they say to Scarface, you know, and it's like, I get it. Like, it's great. But I think just with Jesse, like, I mean, can you imagine the, the Jesse of the pilot, you know, being this caring guy who like has a real soft spot for kids. And it's kind of, I know I like downplaying. I don't like Brock and Andrea. Um, and then obviously where we like peekaboo that kid, but like, I don't know, like it's just, it's just that subtle development of him that I love and that he just, 
Like, he wants to walk away from this. He just wants to kind of move behind. And, you know, even this was a Jesse of, what, a season ago or so when he's, like, complaining about not getting the same cut for freeing and think about all the money he's making and they're getting a ton of But now, all of a sudden, Walt's going to be offering him and you're going to be making, like, $300 million or whatever it is. And now, all of a sudden, Jesse's just like, nah, $5 million is fine. Like, it's just I don't know if people talk about it as much, the development of Jesse and kind of how he turns it's, – it's, it's almost – comparing the two you got good guy turning bad and you got bad guy turning good and i love that i just love that about jesse and that's why i think i've always been such a fan of jesse i've always been more relatable to jesse and i just kind of like this whole like thing that finally this is almost too much like he's gone off about you know murder of kids and everything before but now all of a sudden this is just like the last straw for him and it's Mm. it's almost like now he just can't get away from this which we're going to see in the subsequent episodes Mm, yeah absolutely i don't think there's much i can add to that it's a really really good points and um yeah i think coming into this i was never the biggest jesse fan i was always more of a love love to watch what walt was doing but um yeah i've come to really appreciate this character as we've done more of a deep dive into it so yeah i mean you know said really well don't think i've got much more i can add so i think we kind of just jump into the next scene which is you know we're still we're still there obviously and we've kind of got um you know the four guys are there talking and todd's kind of like talking about why he did what he did and you know um said it was kind of their only option and and um you know did as he was told which is basically to make sure nobody else knew but those guys um and you know jesse's kind of beside himself and 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 this is where um you know Todd's asked to leave the room and they kind of have this kind of conversation, um, you know, about what they're going to do to Todd. Um, and, you know, Walt says they've kind of got three options. They can fire him, but he knows too much now. Um, and, you know, he'd, he'd need to be paid off. Um, or they can, you know, get rid of, dispose of him, you know, get rid of him, whatever, um, you know, kill him. Um, and, and, you know, it's pretty obvious to all of them. They've got no appetite to do that. And the third is that they, they put him back to, to tenting houses um, and, um, you know, kind of like keep your enemy close type of thing. Um, and so, you know, goes to a vote and um, Jesse wants to you know, wants to get rid of him but um, well, wants to fire him, doesn't want to kill him um, and um, but Walt and Mike you know kind of say that they need to keep him close for now and so it's a uh, you know it's a kind of two versus one vote that they decide to keep that but um, Mike's pretty clear with him that if he, he tries anything on like this again that he, he'll, he'll kill him so you know basically we've now got the stakes for this Todd character you know like this is he's you know he's stepped up and, and been put in his place so it's a uh, yeah it's, it's a bit of a transitionary moment backwards for, for Todd Todd and, and that's going to have kind of ramifications as the season goes on as well. And big reference as well when he mentions about his uncle, like I've got yes. connections, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is obviously a um, big deal moving forward. But um, I, I really love Jesse Plemons in this and I think he's great, like the way he sells it and like just stands up for himself. And it's it's kind of one of these weird things where it's like I can weirdly see Todd's point. <laughs> like it's kind of like, well, you know, I did what I have to do and I'd do it again. Like, I'm not condoning killing children, but I'm just saying, like, you can kind of see where he's coming from. And I think kind of Walt and Mike obviously do as well. Um, but that's where you need Jesse kind of to humanise this to be like, no, like, what the fuck? He's killing children. This is not okay. Um, but uh, Jesse Plemons is great. And I, I kind of like how you've got, like, sort of Jesse Plemons goes from this whole, like, shit happens, getting punched, this great speech he has, then even just the way he's kind of waiting for Mike, gets shoved up against a cage and it's almost like a little whip dog, like, Arr! when he leaves and then even just a little scene of him sitting in the car got his tarantula and just sort of looking yeah. at it like I don't know there's just like this is a very Jesse Plemons thing that he's almost everything I've ever seen him he's kind of just like almost this creepy dude who mm. kind of like just you almost like this creepy dude uh, and he's just going to keep getting more and more like this in the in the whole season but um, yeah look this is the stuff that I'm enjoying on this episode um, it's it's fine like it's, it's, it's entertaining and you kind of need I guess a a good follow-up to what we had at the end of last episode. So, um, yeah. And I think that, I think the thing to add to is that I think, yeah, I, I forgot to mention that the whole scene of him sitting in the car kind of with the, with the tarantula. He's obviously taking Drew's tarantula in the jar, which is kind of a creepy thing to do. But you kind of get the impression that Jesse's, sorry, um, Todd is not as smart as Jesse, yeah. um, but he's but he's more psychopathic, you know. And Absolutely. That's da- that, and that's a dangerous combination, um, especially when we start to find out about his, his connections, as you rightly say, as pointed out in the scene. So, yeah, it's, it's a good little setup for who this character is going to become for the for the rest of the season. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting stuff. Um, yeah, then we kind of, we're, we're with Mike and he's, uh, he's got Kaylee at the park and and um, and um, 
we kind of see it from the vantage point of Gomi and, the, and this other cop, um, basically, who, who, who are tailing him, kind of watching what he's doing. And, and I just love this little thing of, um, you know, basically Mike kind of like writes this, scribbles this note and, and hides it under the, the rubbish bin as if it's a, you know, like, a, a coded kind of message for them and so as soon as he as soon as he leaves they kind of rush over to get it and it says fuck you which is which is great I think it's just like a cool little thing that you know mike's onto them um he's a smart operator um and yeah i think this is starting to to, to set up but you know mike's in a really difficult situation here because he's being followed all the time so yeah i think it's it, it, you know it's a great little kind of way of showing this in, in a funny way so yeah it, it's good yeah, I don't have a lot to add. I mean, it, it is it is funny. I kind of like the whole fuck you thing. But, um, I mean, it, this is just one of these ones that maybe does feel a little out of place to me. I don't know. Like, it just kind of, you kind of have this great sequence of, of everything after last week. And I guess, okay, we need a reminder that Mike's still being tailed. But, um, I don't know. To me, it just kind of feels a bit random. But I guess you kind of need it. Um, I don't know if it belongs in a different episode when you're focusing more on all this sort of stuff. But, um yeah, I, it's it's funny though. I do like the whole yeah, like the fuck you sequence. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we kind of follow Mike, and he's he's kind of um, listening to the recordings of, of you know from from Hank's office. Um, and yeah, and he's obviously knows that the DA are, are kind of um waiting for him to kind of make a mistake really and then they're going to pounce on him so there's, there's obviously something that's, that's playing on his mind and, and you know it's going to lead him to make some decisions later in this episode so um yeah and then we kind of head back to the schrader household and and um skylar's there with holly and um you know kind of get this whole thing of her kind of breaking down i guess um you know that and what did she say something about that they're bad parents or something that you know she feels bad that they're bad parents and kind of get this whole thing of you know like that it feels like we're almost on the verge of, of um, Skylar kind of revealing some stuff to mm. Marie um, and and then kind of Marie kind of intervenes at just the <laughs> wrong moment and basically says that she knows about Ted um, and, you know, like Ted's a good-looking man, as we pointed out earlier. Um, You're only and, human. <laughs> and, you know, like Christopher Cousins, don't want to say too many bad words about him, but uh, is, is he a good-looking man? Look, look, I swear the, the longer and longer I host these shows, I get a little bit gayer every single day, and I'm fine with that. I, I own my I own my level of gay. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But I have to say, of the many times I've admitted that men are good-looking men, he does not go up there for me. I'm sorry, Christopher Cousins. Like, I'm sure you're a nice guy. I'm sure you're probably happily married. Uh, you've got men and women out there who find you incredibly attractive and good for them. I just am not one of them, so uh, I'm just I'm not on board here with what Marie's saying. So you know, sorry, Chris. I've just I've just had like a bolt of, of you know who they should have cast to be to be Ted, mm. Julian McMahon. Hey, there there you go. See, and then absolutely like just I would be all down and and a man who is a deserving of a better quality show than what he's currently in right now with the FBI most wanted. Although having said that, what was this what year was this? Twenty no, he would have been done with Nip Tuck. This is after twenty ten, wasn't it? This is like twenty twelve, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. He was done with Nip Tuck. So he was free. So um uh, but earlier on though, when Ted was first cast, he probably would have been like the final mm. season of Nip Tuck. So mm. but yeah, anything to get him out of freaking FBI most wanted. Like <laughs> like, like ho- hopefully he's in the final season of Better Call Soul. Like that would be a nice little surprise. <laughs> he's still be, looking yeah. good. Like I don't know if he's like he's you know, he's got a few more wrinkles now, but I mean and like even Dylan Dylan Walsh in Blue Blood's got a few more wrinkles, but again, they're still good looking men for the, you know, ten years later after Nip Tuck. Yes, he's not going to look like because Connor McNamara twenty twenty six is not too far away, is it? So um, well, hey, you're, yeah. you're you're not wrong there. Which is it? We're yeah. only what I guess at the time of releasing this, we're only a year removed from the twentieth anniversary of Nip Tuck. So we we did our twenty year third watch reunion. We did a twenty year twenty four reunion. So I guess we need to uh, look into maybe trying to get a couple of our uh, guests we've had on before, and we need to do a twenty year Nip Tuck reunion. That'll be something to look forward to yeah. in twenty twenty three. I think we need to do like a you know like almost back to the future of find out the date of the Connor McNamara 2026 and do a hey. special episode on that day um, and That's you know, see, how, see how close it got. But anyway, we're, we're down the yeah, nip-tuck Get, get photos of, of, uh, of all the cast and kind of see it. But no, actually, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm, now that we've brought that up, I, I will I will put that on the calendar for 2023 that we will, uh, we've got to keep the trend up. We did with, Even if we just get, you know, uh, John Hensley and, uh, you know, a couple <laughs> yeah. of the others we've had on, I mean, 
uh, we've had Philip Reese on again since uh, Nip Tuck for 24, so your favourite. So, um, yeah, like I, even if we get a couple, we'll, we'll do it. And maybe maybe finally we will, we'll, we'll splurge the 80 bucks for a Dylan Walsh cameo just so he can have a, a line on our, um, you know, he'll be forced to say, like, I would love to join the 20-year reunion of Nip Tuck. Thanks for paying the $80. Oh, you have to say it. You have to do it now, Dylan. You've said it. You've committed. <laughs> yes, and we can have a Julia Moan live in person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That would that would just be that would just be perfect. So yeah, stay tuned. Twenty twenty three on the Oz Network. Coming soon, coming soon. But uh, in the meantime, we're we're back here, and and obviously Skyler's pretty pissed that um that Waltz used this information, which we talked about when when it happened, um in the episode of, of being a really clever move by Walt, basically to to kind of explain this away and also kind of put the put the blame onto Skyler. It's, very, very clever, I think, and you kind of seen that Skylar's backed into a corner that she, you know, there's not much she can do with this, you know, like she's she's stuck in this this terrible situation, and yeah, that's it, it, good. I really like I really like the setup. And what I love about it too is, I mean, you yeah, you kind of mentioned last week about how they don't really know what to do with Skylar, but like, I just I love like the desperation that she keeps having, and it's it's that it's that level of. I'm sure when you're watching this show for the first time, you assume at some point Hank and Marie are going to find out, right? Particularly Hank. And spoiler alert, they do. Uh, But, like, it's the timing it comes. Because I always thought it was going to be, like, final two episodes or something like that, right? So, like, we kind of get a good stretch of this. It's not that far away. So, I kind of like how you just see Skylar here almost just, like, on the verge of, like, just desperate. Like, she just wants to tell, but she can't. Um, and I just kind of always like that about this situation here. And again, Anna Gunn, just just incredible. Yeah, and I think it's kind of quite interesting. Like, there's this, it's almost like a sliding doors moment for Skylar mm. of like, was there an opportunity for her to kind of get out of this? And you know, we'll we'll talk about the decisions that she makes when when we get there. Um, I think there's so much interesting stuff to talk about with Skylar when we get into the second half of this. And I feel like we kind of, you know, it feels like we're kind of stuck in a little bit of, of kind of narrative mud with with Skylar at the moment. Um, you know, that it's not really going anywhere. Um, we're almost kind of like placeholding. But once it does kind of take off with Skylar, I think she's one of the more kind of underrated, interesting parts of the the, finale, the, the final eight episodes. But we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah. Um, so we kind of, we're, we're at this uh, this house that's, that's been fumigated and um, we've got uh, Jesse and, and Walt taking a break from, from cooking. Um, and I quite like the kind of high camera angle we get on the scene too. Um, but basically we kind of see them kind of taking a break and they're, they're watching TV and, um, you know, just as they're about to, um, to kind of get back into work, we see this kind of, um, you know, um, missing persons report about uh, about Drew and that kind of stops it, it kind of stops Jesse in his tracks and he's watching it and you can kind of see him just you know processing this and, and being really unhappy about it and um, and and you know Walt kind of picks up on that and says hey look um, you know it, it's okay I'll, you, know, you go home I'll, I'll finish the cook and um, and you know um, Jesse kind of takes him up on the offer and goes to leave and, and he's kind of a bit shocked by how kind of like Walt starts whistling, you know, he's kind of like quite seemingly like kind of nonchalant about the fact that they've killed this kid, you know, and, and that really affects Jesse. Um, and, you know, um, yeah, Jesse kind of gets a phone call from Mike just as he's leaving. So, so yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, kind of has really hit Jesse hard and, and um, we're, we're really getting that point here. So, so yeah. And, and, you know, there's nothing Walt's going to be able to say here, but Walt tries to justify it. And no doubt he's been thinking about how to justify it in his own head, you know, during the time since it happened. Um, but yeah, I think that that whistling as he's, as he's leaving is, is really affects Jesse more than anything else. There was, I watched a video a while ago. It was, I don't know if it was just like a, a theory of Breaking Bad or like, you know, something along those lines. And they, they pointed out this scene as being such a very important scene of kind of just like this. You know, I don't know if it maybe was one of these ones of like when does he become Heisenberg or you know things like the many you know moments he could be, and we well and truly know he's Heisenberg by now. But like this is just a, a moment where it's like he's literally just like you know whistling. <laughs> They've just murdered a kid, and he's just kind of like yeah, as you're saying, like completely fine with it. But um, yeah, it's it is interesting. Um, and it's kind of something that I never really paid too much attention to until I watched this video. And I, I when I was like, watching the scene, I'm like, okay, yeah, like it is kind of a bit sort of, I guess, creepy as such. And kind of you just really do see these differing levels of concern that these two people are having right now, particularly like have, literally just having seen this news report on TV of um, of Drew being missing. So, 
yeah, I don't know if it's like the most significant scene in Breaking Bad, but like it's just, I think, yeah, this video pointed out that it's a lot more significant than people give it credit, particularly with Jesse, as you were saying, sort of realizing that this isn't really affecting Walt that much. Mm, yeah, I think that's the key thing to it. And um, yeah, I guess a little bit of trivia here is that, you know, Walt's whistling the Lily of the Valley song, which I wouldn't, yeah. you know, wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to pick out, but obviously that's, uh, you know, that, that's got some, I, uh, I some significance. I don't know why I always think it's, and I, I, is it um fuck I remember I can't remember the movie. I always think it's that <laughs> Is that um the breakout movie? What's that one where they break out of prison? That famous like sixties oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it no, is no, it I, that is it that movie that's I, from? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, I, I wouldn't be able to say. But I just I don't know why I always think he's whistling that, but he's not. Um but uh, maybe I've just got that. What is that movie? The Great Escape? Is it the Great Escape? Right. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what I'm thinking of the theme from that. So anyway, but uh, no, it's 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 a good to know that that is a good connection to yes, previous yes. episodes. Yes, and uh, then we see Walt kind of um, delivering the uh, the finished product back to the the Vaminos office, and um, you know he's he's got Mike and Jesse both waiting from uh, at, at the office, and um, they're they're announcing to him that, that they want to get out of the business at this point. That um, you know for various reasons, you know Jesse's obviously um, you know affected by what's happened with Drew, and, and Mike's got the, the DEA on his tail, and and um, they just they want to be done with this now, and so um, basically they want to. Uh, you know, and, and Walt starts off being okay with this, but uh, obviously that that turns pretty quickly. And um, Mike kind of says that he's got somebody in um, Phoenix who who's able to um, basically buy the methylamine that they've got for for five million each. You know, so basically for a total of fifteen million, and they'll get five million each. Um, and this is kind of where Walt starts to spin out, where he's you know basically he says you know that the, the methylamine that they've got could be turned into three hundred million. So that's that's which is a deleted scene. That. that was a trivia thing, I think, that um, we didn't mention last week, that um, there's apparently a deleted scene last week where Walt is calculating the value and comparing it to famous train heists mm. and that it is yeah. worth $300 million. So yeah. um, when I think, like, like obviously Walt mentions it here, but, like, I think mm. um, it would have been maybe a bit more effective had you known that last week. Because, like, yeah. putting that out there in the open, $300 million versus $15 million, yeah, you kind of been undercut there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, Jesse makes a good point here. You know, this is, you know, like, Five million's still a lot of money. It's more than yeah. we've ever seen, and it's more oh, than you'll ever need. Five million. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And I think this kind of, you know, obviously this starts to connect, and the, the, you know, the next couple of episodes are really going to be about, you know, how much is enough for what, you know, like that's really going to be a, a key theme in these next couple of episodes. And um, you know, this is kind of the wheels start turning on that here. We're kind of Jesse saying, you know, like yeah, exactly. Five million's a lot of money. You know, you got into this to basically set your family up, and and you've done that. You know. Like, five million will do that um you know so you know what are you in this for and I'm, I'm not sure if it's in this scene here where he basically says are you in the meth business or the money business um which is you know we're obviously going to get a, a you know an answer to that later on and a, a very famous answer but um but yeah it, it's you know like at this point you know well you can see how quickly he turns you know like he just he's beside himself that these guys would consider this and you know all the work that they put in to get it and um he, he you know he can just turn angry very very quickly at this point um and so yeah i think it's um yeah I, I think it's an effective scene in terms of kind of showing the different kind of um motivations of these three characters um yeah I, so so i really really enjoy it i think it especially kind of the reactions of, of of walt to what's happening around him that he can't quite fathom why these guys would want to do that when it, it should be clearly obvious too especially jesse it should be obvious what's motivating him yeah, I enjoy the scene, uh, but this is, I think, kind of where some of my problems with this episode are, is that, like, it just kind of comes out of nowhere in a weird way. Like, and, like, I know what I'm going to say might contradict myself in my opinions, but I think, like, if you're going to have this, have this, like, at the beginning when they've just had this murder of the child, and then this is where Jesse's like, no, nah, I'm out. Like, this is, this is too much for me. And maybe even Mike at that point is just kind of like, Look, yeah, I think this is too much for me as well. I'm, as you said, I'm a father. I'm a granddad. I've got the cops after me. Like this is just too much for me now. This is, you know, whatever. Like, I just, I, I just, it's one of these things. And there's even more that I think comes out of nowhere later on. But it just, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. If you're gonna do this, build it up over a little bit more because it kind of feels out of nowhere and it's kind of rushed. And even at this point too, 
you know, we're literally at the halfway point of the episode and things are just even going to speed up even more. And this is where I think I agree with that book that it is a bit, you know, muddled because it just all of a sudden this, what we're going to get for the rest of the episode, you know, you've got kind of the meeting with uh, What's-His-Face in the next scene and it kind of just got like a, a fun scene at the White household with dinner and then kind of Walt gets taken hostage and then it's like, huh, okay, well, where did this come from? So that, that yeah, that to me is where I think this, this episode starts to go a bit odd. Um, but again, having said that, it's still a great scene and I still think the scenes we get are great. It's just I think I'm just – they just feel out of place to me. Yeah, I think it's maybe an editing thing, right, of like the information's coming at unusual times because I think yeah. we could – you know, like I think actually your point about, hey, Jesse could very rightfully have just come out of that, you know, like that first scene and gone, you know, like, well, if you don't get rid of, of Todd, I'm out, I'm done. Yeah, like exactly. That could have been something he could have done. But I think kind of like also the setup has been there that, you know, Mike's obviously had to make some connections with, with Declan, who we're about to meet in order to set up this deal. So, um, you know, Jesse's still got something there. Of, and I still think that thing of like, they've just done this crazy train robbery and, and they've got an asset that they've actually, you know, um, that they've earned um, and and Jesse is, and you can kind of see him later kind of talking about he still wants his five million and so he's still connected to it in that way and so I think the motivation's there and I think probably you know that kind of the key thing of, of you know like movies TV is show don't tell and I think there's probably a bit of tell happening here as opposed to show um, and maybe that's the bit that is a little bit frustrating on this I, personally I don't feel it but I, I do understand why you why you would feel that way. And it's, it's, it's interesting to think that as well because this shouldn't be rushed. You've got more episodes this season, so it's kind of like, you know, it, it feels a bit odd. But, like, I even think, yeah, like, even if you just p- mention it in passing at the beginning, like, if you don't get rid of Todd, I'm done, and then kind of use the rest of the episode as kind of Walt trying to, like, sway Jesse into staying, yeah. and then he gets to this point and go, no, I'm out, and then this is when Walt starts to panic and go, okay, fuck, like, I've got to go secure this and, and that will change his mind. Because, yeah. like, yeah, you're halfway through the episode and this is just coming up now. So that's where it's kind of like, you, you don't, like, I know the whistling scene, as we said, is kind of important. Mike being tailed, sure, it's kind of there, but, like, we already know Mike's being tailed. Um, and... We already know that Walt's kind of a bit of a dick now, so it's kind of like I, I don't know if you really need those. You can skip those and kind of rework it a little bit and it becomes a much more solid episode. Mm. No, fair cool. Um, so our next scene is actually um, with with Mike and Jesse and kind of beautiful landscapes again. I mm, think, you know, yeah. like it's one of those things that... I, I try never to kind of skip over because I think just the, you know, the, the location of the show is so important. It, it's one of those ones that's like, it could have been set anywhere, but it's hard to imagine this being anywhere but Albuquerque now or New Mexico now, you know. But uh, yeah, so basically these guys, you know, uh, you know, out in the desert waiting to meet somebody there. And um, this is where we meet Declan. This is our first meeting at Declan, who's this um, this rival dealer, basically. Um, and um, basically, he he's the one who's um, proposing to sell the methylamine, um, but he's not interested in buying a share of it. He wants the whole lot. Um, and you know, and, and I love that they've kind of got this like milk bottle, which has got like you know a sample of it or, or whatever it is. Um, and you know, and, and basically, the point we're getting from Declan here is that you know the, the price he was willing to pay is not just for the product, but it's also to get the you know the blue sky off the market. You know, that's that's the other thing that's really really important here. Um, and yeah, and, and, and so basically, this is where we kind of get the whole thing of. You know, it, it, it's all the methylamine or it's none of it is, is basically the, the, the point that Declan's kind of making here. Um, and this kind of leads to, um, yeah, the, this this kind of great scene, um, which I'll, I'll stop before we get to the dinner, but it is basically kind of Jesse um, kind of going to Walt's house and, and, you know, trying to get him to agree to the sale. And, um, you know, Walt tells this great story about grey matter and we haven't talked about grey matter for quite some time and, and maybe there were some kind of dangling threads as to what happened there. But, uh, and, and basically this is where he says, you know, he he sold his 50% stake in it for five grand and the company's now worth two billion. Um, and and this is where we get that famous line before about, you know, you asked me if I'm in the meth or the money business, I'm neither, I'm in the empire business. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a well-used line on the show and I think it's a well-delivered, well-written, well-delivered line. Um, and, and I think even just, you know, the posture that, that Walt has when he delivers this line is so cocky and, you know, like I think it's it, it, it's really kind of well-delivered here. And, you know, I think Jesse's thing about is that something to be proud of is, is a really interesting follow-up to that as well. Um, 
you know, like, do you want to build an empire of meth? Is that something that you that you want to, you know, be leaving for your children or whatever? Um, and um, and this is where Skylar gets home. So I might just stop before we move into the Skylar stuff because that's you know a, a completely different tone, which again might go to your point. Um, but but yeah, I think these kind of two scenes that kind of set up the sale, um, I think is is really interesting. And and like you say, this is we're into the kind of maybe the last moments really here of Walt and Jesse being on good terms. I um, always wonder when I'm watching these scenes of characters in the desert, why are they wearing jackets? Like I get the <laughs> desert can get cold as well. I'm not that naive, but at the same time, this is in the middle of the day. I can't imagine it's that chilly that you've got to wear jackets. I know it looks cool. You've got to have badass people in jackets and leathers, like awesome, but kind of just like cut. They're like ripping their jackets. I've got, oh, fuck, it's so hot. Um, I can just not see this Declan guy without the scene next week. Like I just, he's just, to me, he's so tied to the same my name scene that like he gets replayed so many times. I just, I just can't, that's all I see him. And I just, I always forget that you get him a little bit more and I think we're going to get him in a couple of episodes, but just, I just, I'm just, every time I see him, particularly in the desert, I'm just expecting, say my name. <laughs> like that's all I'm expecting. Uh, but I love that kind of over overhead shot where they kind of like zoom down slowly. That looks really cool. But yeah, it's it's kind of a cool setup. Um, and like again, it's sort of laying it out to what you know is going to happen. But again, I would argue it just it becomes a little bit rushed. But um, I love yeah, I like this scene. I love Walt the whole the storyline with Grey Matter. That's important. Um, and also I love yeah the Empire business line. I love Skylar when she rocks up. Just a look on Skylar's face, kind of just seeing Jesse like you remember Jen that Jesse just being so awkward, which is really cool. Um, and can we just mention Jesse's shirt? Uh, the oh, lightning, lightning bolts. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit odd. But well, it's, a bit um, under, it's a bit understated for him. It's not a kind of like bright orange pumpkin yeah. or something. So yeah. yeah, we haven't seen orange in a while. We haven't talked about orange in a while in this uh, this show. No. But um, no. yeah, oh god, I, could just, I, I love this next scene. It's like again, it kind of does feel a bit out of place, but it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it is, I think it's needed though. This kind of brevity on the scene, um, and, and and yeah, so obviously, kind of, you know, as they're talking about this empire business, this is where kind of um, Skylar arrives home, and and um, you know, Jesse kind of, you know is quite embarrassed and kind of just wants to, to, to get going and, and, you know, kind of excuse himself from the situation. But this is where Walt kind of says, no, 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 you stay for dinner. We've got plenty, haven't we? And, and kind of put Skylar in a situation where she can't say no. And um, so, yeah, we have this kind of like incredibly awkward um, the dinner scene between the three of them. Um, and, um, yeah, basically, you know, like, the whole thing about Jesse, like, you know, complimenting Skylar on her cooking, which turns out to be just kind of, Prepackaged bought food from the supermarket or something from the deli uh, at yeah. Albertsons. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and he's you know kind of talking about uh, the you know his his microwave meals that he has and you know that would get the, the lasagna with the scab on it and yeah it's uh, yeah it's pretty funny but I just like it's it takes me back to kind of like early you know season one season two Jesse where you know like he's just kind of a bit of a motor mouth and you know, has to fill silences and um, yeah it, it's just like a, it feels like just like quite a nice little throwback to the initial kind of um, Jesse that we had I don't know if you feel the same way but I, I, I just I, I really really enjoy it I think it's great and you can kind of see just this kind of simmering tension between Walton and Skylar while this is going on and she's kind of just sipping on this incredibly large glass of wine and um, pouring it <laughs> yeah and and Skylar says something about um you know that you know did he tell you about is about that I had an affair you know and um and yes yeah, so it basically just kind of just like makes the the you know the tension even more so, and she uh, kind of fills the glass up and is like, "May I be excused?" or whatever she says, and uh, and uh, yeah, takes the both the glass and the bottle with her, I think, um, mm. and and kind of heads off. And this is where we kind of get Walt saying that basically, you know, that the kids aren't in the house because Skylar won't let them be here, um, and you know, and repeats the line that she said that she's waiting for the cancer to come back to kill him, um, and you know, um, basically he this is where he kind of says that you know. The, the kind of the reason why he wants this kind of empire is because it's all he's got left now um and, and jesse you, you know you want to take this away from me so i think that's kind of effective kind of emotional blackmailing on top of everything else so um funny little scene but kind of ends on quite a a, a poignant note as well i think so yeah i i, I, I 
I can't say enough good things about this. That you're, you're not wrong. That's weird. It's a, it's a weird little scene. There's no doubt about it. But that doesn't stop it from being fun, in my opinion. And I always, I always think this is an early season scene. I always remember the dinner, the awkward dinner scene between these three. And for just some reason, I always think this is in the earlier seasons. I always forget it's kind of this late in. And I absolutely love everything about this thing because it's hilarious. And you're right. It, it is like old school Jesse. And like, even when she's saying about the affair and he's kind of like almost sucking on his glass of water. Uh, and then just, I just love the look that Skylar has, like the Anna Gunn does, but she's just kind of like, you know, like looking at the wine, like, can I be excused? And just deliberately like pouring it in front of Walt and just everything about it. But the, the problem I have with this is that like, this is where it does feel out of place because it's kind of season one Jesse. And like, as much as I love Jesse, season one Jesse isn't Jesse anymore. He's developed into this different Jesse. So this is where it feels odd that you kind of have this Jesse back. It'd be like if all of a sudden you've got diminutive shy Walt back again, you know, like it just, it just doesn't feel right. So that's the only thing that I have a complaint about this. But other than that, it's like his whole spiel about the scab um, going on about the, the microwavable meal. Like it's just, it's just hilarious. I think it's so funny. And I really want garlic bread having watched this scene. Um, I miss garlic <laughs> bread. Just so, like I'm, I'm, I'm the beans. No, thank you. But those slices of garlic bread, Yes, please. Why doesn't Jesse have alcohol? Why is he only drinking water? Yeah, well, I think it's it's, it's a bit of a, um, you know, and I, well, something I was going to mention at the top of the episode is, you know, like I think this kind of change in, in him, it, it kind of comes in line with, you know, there's not a lot of, of kind of scenes of him using drugs at this point, you know, and I think kind of that's a deliberate decision that he's not really using anything other than, you know, Nicotine, basically. Um, well, I guess and- the, the scene last season in What's His Face when they were like, he's a recovering alcoholic, he can't have alcohol. So, yeah. Oh, well, not alcoholic, an addict. But, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, kind of like, you know, when, when things are spinning out for Jesse, we, we see lots of those scenes of him using drugs. And, and at this point, he's he's not. He's in, a, he's in a good place with that kind of stuff. And so he's not really using anything. So, so yeah, I think maybe that's part of it. I'm not entirely sure. But, uh, yeah, then we kind of um, we see kind of, you know, after dinner kind of rush, kind of, uh, uh, what kind of rushes off to uh, to, to um, secure this methylamine. And you kind of see him open up the garage and um, at the garage door and, and you know, he's kind of, you know, mo- about to move the caravan and you kind of hear Mike saying, I thought you'd do something stupid and, and you know, he's in the dark and says, um, yeah, basically you're going to stay here and that's not a request and he's, you know, kind of got the gun holster there and, and the two of them are going to, you know, kind of just wait it out until the, until the methylamine's been sold. And he says, you know, like, it will be sold. You'll get your share. You can guarantee you that. Um, and, um, yeah, then we kind of just, you know, follow them until morning and then kind of get this thing of like Mike says oh, I've kind of got to go and run an errand um, but for some reason I don't trust you so he kind of zip ties him to the radiator um, and kind of leaves and um, and um, you know as soon as he leaves you know Walt's trying to find some way to kind of um, get out of this and we kind of see him he goes for the coffee pot and I think he's trying to break the coffee pot so he's got a shard of glass to kind of break the zip tie um, but it gets so far away that he can't do that but um, what he does have access to is the kind of um, the, the coffee pot percolator um, and he kind of like uses his teeth to kind of strip the wires on the thing that's still plugged in and, and um, get this quite gruesome scene really of them kind of using the, the kind of electric current through the wires to kind of melt the um, the, 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 the zip tie um, and, and do himself a pretty horrific burn at the same time. And they kind of don't really pull away from it either. It kind of like lingers mm. on that shot of his arm being kind of, you know, um, being damaged. It, it's quite, yeah, quite, quite gruesome in a way as, as, the best way I can really describe it. So yeah, I think it's it, it's really good. But you know, you can kind of see that uh, you know he's he's kind of able to be successful there. And so I'll probably stop there before we kind of move on to the the last few scenes. This is my issue again with this episode. It just it just comes out of nowhere. Like you've got this scene of like Walt, you know, like this is all I've got left. It's like an almost like an emotional scene. I feel like you need to let it rest. Like even have a scene of Walt just kind of. Just Jesse saying, no, like, I can't. Like, tomorrow we will sell it. And I just, like, have Walt kind of stewing at home and thinking, like, this is, like, this is just, like, literally you've got this, like, great, you know, this is all I've got to him sprinting to secure the methylamine. It just kind of makes no sense. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. And this is where, to me, I'm like, well, where did that come from? And it also, I don't understand this desperation from Mike and that now, which they've got to hold him hostage it's kind of like, well, you've had this conversation with him. Okay, he's doing something stupid, but, like, why do you go from that to holding him hostage and forcing him to sell it? Like, 
I don't know. Like it just it just kind of goes in a direction where it just kind of comes out of nowhere and it feels very rushed. But like having said that, I do kind of like this idea of Mike and Walt just chilling in an office for a night, then waking up. Then it, well, not even waking up. They're just sitting there. What are they talking for? Like you know, how many hours? And yeah, I love kind of desperate Walt here and the senior burning the thing off. Like it is pretty gruesome, but it's kind of it's cool at the same way. Back to sort of thoughtful Walt in being able to be a MacGyver type person to to get out. So. Uh, I, I like it. I like everything that we're seeing. It just, in the grand scheme of things, it just kind of comes out. And I was like, okay, well, sure, that that happened, but okay. So that's that's my gripe with it. But everything that we're seeing is still good. Yeah, and I, I can totally feel that. I think, yeah, potentially it, it is a little bit rushed. It kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, so I, I definitely kind of get the kind of um, stiltedness that, that you're kind of getting through this. Um, but I guess, I like as I said at the top, I'm enjoying each individual seen as we get yeah. in it so it doesn't yeah. really bother me too much um but but yeah i definitely kind of i, I get what you're saying there for sure um but yeah i think just like the kind of like the scene of him doing that and i think kind of like in the, the you know the kind of wiki page they kind of talk about this actually wouldn't happen or he could have done it in a different way that wouldn't have done himself as much damage and um but you know tv being what it is i, I it's really effective i think it's yeah it's, it's a great way and it kind of shows the kind of i guess the desperation in him that he'd be prepared to do this you know that um so yeah i i, I do really like that i yeah i agree and it's 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 also tense like i love i love that shot when he like he gets the the coffee pot and it goes the completely opposite direction and you're just kind of like ah shit <laughs> like it's kind of it's a cool scene but I would never do that. I'm I'm scared of electricity, so I'd be like, oh no, I'm not. I'm just fucking. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I think probably to your point, kind of like the end of this episode is quite um, abrupt as well. Really, where um we kind of see that the errand that Mike had to do was kind of go down to the DEA with Saul and and lay a restraining order on the DEA for for tailing him with you know no no just cause basically. And um yeah, I think it's um yeah, it's a fun little scene basically where it's just like yeah like. Just having like this this open ended you know surveillance is is you know illegal and it's, it's stalking basically and you know I, I I do really like that um and you know kind of Hank and Gomi are not particularly worried about this they just you know kind of laugh it off really um but anyway we kind of see um they kind of go back to the car afterwards and they're listening to again the, the bug that's been placed in in Hank's office and says that you know um you know, they're going to keep doing the surveillance and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and Saul kind of says, oh, you know, you've, at most you've got 24 hours before they're going to come for you. And, and Mike says, oh, well, that's that's all I'm going to need, basically. And he kind of goes back to the garage. The methylamine's gone. Um, so he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And he kind of walks in and, and um, you know, um, there's basically just where, where Walt's just kind of sitting there and, and kind of Mike just pulls the gun at him. And, and this is where Jesse's there. And he says, oh, you know, like, that Walt's got a plan where everybody wins and that's the way the episode ends. So yeah, it's kind of like it's quite abrupt end too. I think it's a um, maybe a slightly kind of ham-fisted um, attempt at a cliffhanger, which I don't think particularly pays off. But, you know, In terms of it being a cliffhanger, I don't think it's a particularly effective one. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it, it's an odd way to end the episode, I suppose. Yeah, I agree. I like it just even this soul scene just seems out of place to me. This should be, you know, when this scene should be. This should be after the whole "fuck you" sequence. Like it kind of, like I don't know, like it just feels odd that you've got this sequence here, just kind of there. And it's, again, like first time we've seen Soul in a couple of episodes, so there he is. But um, yeah, like the one thing I do like about the ending is I just like fucking Brian Cranston's facial acting is so creepy. Kind of this like arrogant sort of like, yeah, I've got you now. Fuck you. Like it's just. He just, like, he just looks evil. And, like, that's what I love. Like, that sells it enough for me at the end. But, yeah, it, it does feel kind of odd and weird and everything along those lines too. But, um, I mean, it just kind of sums up this episode. It's, just, it's the second half of this episode. It's just all of a sudden like, oh, okay, like, what happened there? But sure. Um, and one thing, actually, I'm just reading here. I know I'm jumping into the trivia, but it's not really jumping ahead because um, apparently the, the flashback scene in El Camino, which I won't spoil, is connected to this episode. So I think we said that with um, Four Days Out or whatever that episode was called, that that is an important scene from El Camino in this. So this is another one in El Camino, which is important. It takes place in this episode, So that there's, which is around about what we're seeing now on screen. So um, just sort of point that out right now. 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to El Camino, having you know watched this quite closely, because I think I'm going to pick up on a lot of stuff that, you know, when I watched El Camino, it was when it, when it came out, I didn't bother to kind of go back and re-watch Breaking Bad before I watched it. So mm. um, probably a lot of these subtleties, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of, you know, getting more out of watching it, having seen Breaking Bad quite quite quickly you know before watching it so um yeah that should that should be quite fun i think so yeah i think it's um when i say it's a, not the most maybe effective cliffhanger I, I, I suppose you're still really keen to see what happens next aren't you so yeah um and in that way i suppose it's a very effective cliffhanger depending on your perspective so yeah and i think it kind of is going to move us into a, a pretty great episode next week you know i think there is so much in this next episode so um yeah um even if you're not kind of blown away by by this episode, I think it's a nice transition between the heist and what happens in the next episode. Um, so yeah, in, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give this episode a few things, I suppose, because I think where we head next is 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 pretty phenomenal. Well, and I'll just sort of jump ahead weirdly here in a way where the ringer has this at episode forty two. They have it one spot below IFT. Now I might not be this high <laughs> on this episode, but it is not that bad. Um, but I love the, the line they open up with here in their description is technically buyout is the bridge from the train heist to say my name. So that's kind of, it's a good way of summing it. I mean, look, this isn't the worst episode of Breaking Bad. This isn't a terrible episode, but it's just, it's muddled. It's it's all over the shop. Um, and that's kind of where it, it loses it for me. Um, I mean... I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm. I, I won't jump into the ratings. Cause I don't know if you want to go through any trivia or anything. But um, I'll say just as a spoiler for a few minutes away. This to me isn't the lowest episode of this season, but um, it's not also going to be that much higher than the lowest episode for me this season so far. So that's what I'll say. Right. It's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think there's a heap in terms of the trivia that's really worth picking up on. Um, I think probably the only other one that w- that we haven't really talked about is that. Um, the thing about them watching the TV and the, the episode in question making kelp caviar, imitation caviar made from kelp, which cool. is cheaper to produce and purchase. Um, and um, I think probably the line that's missing on this bit of trivia is that I think that's probably, you know, talking about the a, a big part of the the, the, the kind of um, subplot of this particular season is that there are other producers making substandard quality. And this mm. is what gives Walt the kind of advantages that he's producing something that's a very high standard. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think as a trivia point, it's not particularly interesting, but, um, but yeah, I think um, other than that, I, I think maybe the only other one is that, you know, it's only the second time that we've seen Jesse and Skylar talk to each other and we have to go all the way back to, you know, the third episode or the second episode um, of, of mm. um, the show and season one cats in the bag. So, is it the last long, time long way we've back. seen them talk? Oh, I would, I would think so, but I can't entirely remember off the top of my head. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, to be confirmed, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's probably. It. I mean, yeah, interesting to kind of then go into. Um, so it feels like there's more writing on 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 my my than anybody else's here. So I'm, I'm I'll let you go first then. It's got a nine point one on IMDb. Interesting. It's quite that's, high, that's, isn't it? That's very high. I think um, maybe that's because I think just to just to um, kind of cut you off there, but um, I think the empire business thing, and I think you know we're we're in kind of like a you think about moments often, don't you? And I think yeah. that's a really memorable moment that gets replayed. And I think this episode's maybe not one that we'll be mining for a lot of top fives when we kind of get to the end of the season. But um, and you know I don't know if, if that the empire business is is going to make it because it's. You know, like it, it's a great scene, but there's so much other good stuff in season five. So I, I don't think we'll be talking about it, but maybe. But you know, like other than that, there's probably not a whole bunch of stuff that you could probably pull out of this episode as, as like a moment. Um, but you know, the nine point one is probably thinking about when people go, "Oh, that's the episode with that great line." You know, potentially. I don't know. Yeah, I look. I I didn't mark it down as a top five, but I mean, if we bring up the conversation later on, just as an honourable mention. Um. I am going to rent this episode. I think it's just it's just too muddled for me to buy it. Again, it's not a horrible episode, but just it's it's just a, I've got too many issues with it at the end to to not to to buy it. But um, it's definitely not a bin either. So um, yeah, I, I'm going to rent it, and I have this ranked at 42. So I have this just below breakage and above bit by a dead bee. It's two spots ahead of Madrigal, which I've still got as a lower season five episode so far. So it is the third highest rent according to my list. <laughs> so there you go. Um, well, I liked it a lot more than you did, um, and certainly enough to buy it. 
Um, oh. So, so I mean, oh. I mean, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying, but for, for me, I, I enjoyed this episode. Like, I, when I when I initially watched it, I actually thought, "Am I crazy? I like this more than the last episode." But now, having watched it a couple of times, I, I definitely don't believe that. You know, um, the the last episode um, is, is definitely better than this one. But there's lots of stuff I like in this one, and I totally get that it's a bit muddled and and um, and a little bit all over the place and in, in, in spots, but I enjoy watching it. And you know, like I've, I've got to call them as I see them. Um, so I don't have it super, super high. It is where am I on my list? Um, I have it at twenty-two. So it's a few oh, spots wow. below what I had last week. Um, but I have like, like twenty Mad- spots higher than me. Yeah, and I've got. I mean, I've. I've got like Hazard Pay, Madrigal. I've got them all down in kind of mid thirty. So I, you know, like I, I, I like it more than them. And I guess probably like it feels like stuff's happening. And I, the, those first few episodes, apart from Live Free or Die, I think kind of like season uh, episode two through four, they were all good episodes. But it didn't feel like lots was happening. Um, they were all the kind of set up episodes, and it does feel like you know, there's not a lot of set up as such here we're into actually stuff happening now um so i can get more on board with it from that perspective so yeah i don't know i feel like i'm trying to justify myself um but i'm, I'm also not because I, I do enjoy this episode so um i don't have any kind of um regrets or whatever you might say about buying this episode and putting it where i have so yeah really happy to leave it there um it, it's no pressure for next get, week then 17 well, get- in a row you're gonna tie it next week potentially well, it's going to get bumped down eventually, whether it's next week or not, because there's definitely great episodes coming up. Um, and, I'm talking you know, more think- about your buy streak, Nicholas. 17 yeah, in a row yeah, now. Yeah. One to tie next week. And then, I mean, I'm assuming episode uh, eight you would buy. So um, next week, uh, I think kind of is it's the tiebreaker. You, you buy next week, I think you're pretty much on a lock to get to 19 in a row. So uh, or maybe I'm jumping well, ahead and assuming you like all these episodes. Well, I mean, next week is... I think a very, very memorable episode. Um, good or bad is, is your call, I suppose. But, you know, I just think that it's, you know, like you, you remember next week's episode for a, a very obvious reason, which we won't get into until we get there. Um, but, you know, there there is a, a really, really critical scene next week. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I think a lot of the other stuff around it is a lot of fun too. Um, yeah, and... and you know, I think probably kind of like that breaking of, of Walt and Jesse is there as well. So, yeah, I, th- I think that there's lots happening in the next episode, that's for sure. I think the episode title, you straight away know what episode you're up to because um, I know we talked about during the whole I'm the one who knocks sequence that there's like two, I guess, talks that Walt gives that are on all the posters, all the ones that people remember, um, arguably maybe the two most famous scenes in all of Breaking Bad. Uh, and it's next, and it's pretty. It's similar to "I'm the One Who Knocks," isn't it? Because like this is basically at the beginning of the episode, if I'm not mistaken. Like it's mm. it's similar to that episode. This is literally straight away. You you you're into it. Um. So yeah. Uh. I and this is again with what's his face in this episode. Oh, I just can't not see him without what we're about to see next week. So I can't believe we're nearly already at the end of this first half of the season. Which you know, I guess if arguably we were doing it, how most people classify these seasons would be having a mid-season break but we're not obviously doing that so um yeah which is kind of i'm actually kind of glad we're not because if we were doing that we'd obviously have to come with the top five moments of this first half of the season i know we've had a few but like i don't know i just think it makes it more interesting having to do it as a whole season gives it gives our job a little bit more uh a tricky tricky style to it we don't, we don't make the rules. They, they made the rules in terms of what exactly. the season was so we, we're just following the rules man that's just what we do here that's exactly right. We we are rule followers <laughs> on the Oz Network. That's what we're well, known for. Yes, absolutely. But uh, yeah, and I, I'm really looking forward to getting into getting into talking about next week's episode when we get there because it is a really really fun episode to talk about. So, um, and, and plenty to kind of um, chew on. So yeah, looking forward to getting there. But in the meantime, um, welcome any of your feedback. Um, catch us on all the usual social media locations: Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever the, the kids are doing these days. You can catch <laughs> us there. Um, check out the other shows we've got going on, whether it's um, Lost or whether it's Twenty Four or whatever else we're doing. I think we've uh, got a few kind of movie projects happening we always do so uh, make sure you check them out as well um but uh, yeah until we come back for say my name um my name is nick and uh, the last thing i need to do is listen to you 
and my name is Ricky Hitler. And play it as cool as you like, Fonzie. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.